a truly craptacular day yesterday for Ford fans, with both remaining hot hatches in the lineup confirming their imminent appointments with Dr. Kevorkian, at least here in Australia. I'm John Cadogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. <laughs> but not those shitboxes, like, at least not anymore. You'll probably have to buy a Volkswagen or a Renault now if you want the authentic Enema O-barbed wire performance car ownership experience, won't you? Website? Card? Maybe? I do hate funerals. Both the Focus ST and Fiesta ST have been segment-defining hot hatches for Ford Australia and have put smiles on the faces of enthusiasts across the country, and we want to thank those fans for their passion. You can just feel it, can't you? I know I can. He is faking us out. But with these semiconductor-related supply shortages and our focus on emerging areas of growth, we've made the difficult decision to call time on these iconic hot hatches in Australia. We look forward to sharing more about the next era of our performance vehicle lineup soon. Did you see what he did there? Like focus on emerging whatever, focus? This is the kind of thing that passes itself off as clever in automotive PR. <coughs> Notice how there was not even a moment of silence before getting out the lube, applying it liberally and stroking hard on how impossibly excellent the future is going to be. Kids, Daddy fell off the roof earlier, but that's okay I've always had quite a thing for the milkman. Andrew Burkich there. <sighs> Not with the milkman, dude. That was just for context. Big Burke, he's the president of Ford Shitsville and the CEO. They're huge jobs, both of them. Huge. I don't know how he copes. Senior shit sandwich whisperer, or triple SW as he's probably, you know never known inside the Ford Australia boardroom. As you doubtless recall, Ford Shitsville has already boned the non-ST Fiestas and Foci. That was some yonks ago. Metric yonks too, the big ones. So exactly why have we all been invited to yet another Ford Focus and Fiesta funeral? Ford Australia today announced the Focus ST, Focus STX and Fiesta ST will depart the local lineup by the end of the year as the company focuses on areas of growing customer demand such as SUVs, commercial vehicles and electrification. Okay, so three key points on this. Without the Ranger, Ford Australia would already have moved its head office to the Mariana Trench, right next to Holden. And they've already reserved space for Honda down there, as I understand it. Without Ranger, there's no Everest, right? Because it's a shitbox derivative. In the first six months of this year, Big Burke's mob have managed to inflict the curse of the Blue Oval upon 28,562 innocent Australian victims. 
More than 23,000 of those vehicles were Rangers and Everests. That's 80% of total sales. Like Without the Bogan pacifiers, Ford Schittsville starts looking about as viable as John Barillaro's career as a trade envoy. Which brings us to point number two, the evolution of the Australian Bogan. Today, there's simply more mainstream Centrelink cred embodied in a Ranger Wild Track than some hot hatch. Drive past your local TAFE sometime, dude, when school is in. There is no conga line of slammed WRXs and V8 Commodores and Falcons. Little Muzz, Muzzy, aspiring plumber with testes imminently to drop, perhaps, is tomorrow's Dingo Piss Creek aspiring adventurer. And he drives a shitbox Hilux or Ranger with as much ARB pimp as his meagre wages can afford. He drifts off to sleep every night with one hand tenderly on the veggies, dreaming of 35-inch tyres, a 4-inch lift kit, perhaps a cheeky little stainless steel snorkel, even though he doesn't yet own a hole saw quite big enough for the front mudguard. There's nothing he wants more than to break an axle at the weekend in a metre of mud with your daughter in the passenger's seat. Dude. And third, well, it's that last word right there, isn't it? The E-bomb. Electrification. Shame on you, Big Burke, for approving a public statement that does not have the common decency to refrain from virtue signalling at a funeral. It is abundantly apparent to those of us with an IQ above the room temperature in degrees C, so pretty much everyone except politicians and car company executives, that Ford Shitsville's future is leveraged heavily on fitting the biggest, most fuck-off capacity internal combustion engines it can in its most philosophically antiquated, bogan-friendly, CO2-belching shitboxes, New Ranger and Everest. Ford just needs to admit the truth of this, to align its statements about itself with its friggin' behaviour. Ford's viability into 2023 and beyond in Australia is built on a foundation of selling the maximum number of least environmentally friendly vehicles to the segment of society least disposed to giving a shit about climate change. There's nothing illegal about that, but it is nauseating, at least to me, to see them attempt to get their lips around electrification when, in fact, they're even worse than Toyota at emitting CO2 and attempting to cloak the whole pornographic enterprise in the language of environmental virtue. I therefore challenge Big Burke of Forge Australia, the shit sandwich whisperer himself. Dude, send me a calendar invite. On behalf of society, I would dearly like to know the exact date when the first all-electric ranger towing a three-and-a-half-ton acoustically transparent aluminium chitois, when's that going to darken the shores of Dingo Piss Creek exactly? And pray tell... 
When it gets there, will the Bogan faithful be overcome with orgasmic environmental joy or will they burn this travesty to the ground for its heretical desecration of a deeply sacred site and then, you know, number one all over its smouldering corpse? Let me know the most likely outcome in the comments below, would you? Especially if you've ever been to the summer gnats. And now, this emotionally uplifting A-grade item of auto-expert support, some would say love, from you in the audience, most probably a ranger owner. Wow! I've never seen a more off-point weirdo rant on YouTube, lol. Stop saying dude. Dude, it's creepy and you are not cool and you never were. Well, maybe you were once, but I don't have the time or patience to look at your previous stuff. Have a look at why you are so far down in the search results. Because many people do real short and non-time-wasting, hands-on, straight-to-the-point, far more informative reviews. Lots of people. And lose a camo. It's a bit too Ivan Malat. Get back to reality or disappear, buddy. It's a brutal and competitive world out there. You will soon be very irrelevant. Goodness me, what a painful reality check. As the dentist said, apocryphally, with a demolition hammer jammed halfway down some poor sap's friggin' pie hole. Dude, did I hit a nerve? Viking Overlord there. <laughs> That's a hell of a big job too. It's very hard keeping all the hordes on the same page, I know. Those Vikings historically only ever kind of temporarily united. Except in Valhalla with Odin, obviously, pissed off their heads. Not too many Viking Overlords would therefore have time in their busy schedules of horde unification to offer their expert executive producer-esque advice. I suspect. So thank you sincerely, Mr. Overlord. On reflection, however, it does seem to me that he might be looking into the glass teat just a little too often and seeing his own self-loathing projected right back at him. And what's wrong with Ivan Malat, dude? Why single him out? Has he not suffered enough, I ask you? It just seems unfair, especially as Mr. Malat can no longer defend himself, obviously. If you're an aspiring YouTuber, right, my strong advice to you is this. The comments universe is a cesspit of Viking overlords sprawled on their sweat-stained couches in their basements, in their underwear, which they've been wearing all week, with all of their friends, i.e. alone, again, still, channeling their own inadequacy back to the world via Wi-Fi. Yes. The real skill of being a creator on YouTube is not filming and talking and all of that kind of stuff or having something to say. It's learning how to be the giver of absolutely zero fucks when confronted by propositions such as this. Not just pretending it or saying it defensively, not deploying a zero fuck statement to defend a fragile set of feelings or something, actually being, becoming a Jedi master of golf, Zulu, friggin' Foxtrot. It is so impossibly liberating when you manage it, though. Just channel your inner sociopath dude, YouTube creator type. I say that like it's a bad thing. 
it's not. If you are something of a Viking overlord yourself, please don't take it out on some vulnerable creator whose work is, you know, little more than a desperate cry for acceptance in a harsh world. Let me have it, dude. Full throttle. I dig that shit. Put the volume on 13. Use both thumbs on the keyboard. Hammer away. I promise not to give a single fuck. To today's particular Viking overlord, I say thank you, sincerely, on behalf of the algorithm, for being such an engaged viewer, for taking the time selflessly to promote my impossibly classy and intellectually highbrow show by demonstrating your abject enthusiasm for it to YouTube's multi-billion dollar AI. In a sense, you've been working for me for free. Thank you so very much. And, Mr. Overlord, in closing, please also keep up the awesome work you are doing in your chosen area of highly specialised expertise, i.e. being nobody.